What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another new episode. I hope everyone's having a great start to their Monday. And this episode is one you definitely want to listen to to the very end because there will be hints. There will be a special code somewhere in the episode. So you do not want to miss this. And when you're done listening to this episode, please make sure to check out Made to Kit, whether it's on their Instagram page or on their website. All the links are down below. I had a really great time recording this. So again, shout out to Tiana and Kaylee. You guys rock and you guys are great. I had a really, really fun time recording this episode. And with that being said, let's get to it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Best Regards, Brian. I have two really great friends I know from UT Austin, Kaylee and Tiana, with me today. I'm super excited for them to join. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Yeah. So we're actually going to introduce each other because why not? (laughs) We know we started so well, been together for almost um, six years years with four years of that roommates. I think we could do this. Okay. So I have my podcast partner here, Tiana Sang. Her hometown is from Flower Mound, Texas, but she's born in Canada and also moved to Hong Kong as well. And she's currently at EY working out as auditor. And she's been there for about eight months now. Yep. And next to me, I have the only Kaylee Huang, who is from Victoria, Texas. And by day, she is a consulting analyst at Accenture. And by night, she is made to kit CMO. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Well, how have you guys been? I feel like we haven't talked in so long and catch me up on what's been going on. I mean, obviously, you're here to talk about made to kit, you know, what you guys have been up to. Okay. So I moved to San Francisco right at the height of quarantine. And then I moved back home for a few months. And then I just moved back here in August to start my job. So I guess the most recent life update is just starting my first full-time job. And that's been very interesting transitioning from college to a nine to eight, nine to 12 sometimes job. Besides Made to Kit, Kaylee and I have been going snowboarding and skiing a lot. So definitely, I think living in San Francisco gives a lot of opportunity to go to the mountain a lot. And then that's it. Not married, not engaged, just, you know, chilling in San Francisco. Yeah, um, I've been in San Francisco for almost a year and a half now, which is crazy. I think things I've been up to, I started a food blog as soon as I got into the San Francisco area. Food is something I've been always like passionate about. And since quarantine has put us on lockdown, we've done a lot of cooking and baking. So my cookies are no longer taste like death anymore. They are edible and yes. my roommates love them, right? I, I definitely do. <laughs> I have gained pounds. Thanks, Kaylee. Okay. <laughs> And just on, you know, the topic of Tiana not being married, I think to you know, spice up her life a little bit. I think I've been getting into the dating scene a lot in SF while I've been here. And it's been a huge, I guess, learning journey of figuring out that area of my life. So mm-hmm. exciting things. Yeah, that's, we listen that's awesome. to your uh, dating and love podcast. We really enjoy that. Actually, on a way to a trip to Tahoe, we listen to your podcast. Yes, yeah, so we listen to it in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's no, that's interesting. I feel like dating, especially after college is so different. And like, I can't really comment just because like, ever since the pandemic, it's just like, shut everything down. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear you guys are snowboarding and like, taking those trips because like, Texas, y'all, we don't have snow. 
So no, that's, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing. And, and thanks for supporting me. Like you guys have been like, truly like been like supporting me. And like, I really appreciate it. Cause like, obviously my podcast isn't big or anything, but hopefully one day, you know, that's but, um, Brian for the top charts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So moving on to our like next topic in general, like when you guys were going through the motions of college and then ultimately your first job, I like to ask like all my guests, like sort of what kind of factors stood out to them about that particular career or job and spoke to them. And hopefully for listeners that are in, still in college, it can help them at least get down the right path. Like for you guys, like when you were going through senior year, were there any like particular factors that stood out? Anything on that note? Yeah, I feel like we're both huge McCombs babies and ended up being in the most stereotypical jobs. <laughs> um, but I think it was how we went about choosing which company. Maybe that's more about what we can talk about. For me, like consulting was never like, I have to be in consulting. Consulting is the place I want to be. It was more like Accenture, my current company. They were like super great in recruiting me since my sophomore year. They made it a possibility to build that relationship with me and made me feel like I was not just like another number. And so all these conversations felt natural. And so I was like, if I were to go consulting, I would only apply for Accenture. So I put all my eggs in one basket and only applied to one company my senior year. I don't recommend that, but (laughs) luckily enough, um, Accenture liked me as much as I liked them. And now I have a career within consulting where I get to explore so many different industries and kind of like learn on the spot. And I am just very lucky to land in myself in San Francisco. Yeah. So basically, kids put all your eggs into one basket is what she's saying. (laughs) And all your dreams will come true. (laughs) I think for me, I, you know, like Haley said, I kind of already knew that I was going to be going into like an accounting role. It was just more of a matter of like which firm I wanted to go into and like specifically like which big four. And it's so cheesy, but I think like the people definitely really matter. And when I was going through the big four recruiting, the people at UI were just the people who I felt like I could joke around with the most. I think a lot of like nine to five jobs are like very similar. The only thing that can really like make or break a job sometimes is who the people you work with. So you might as well enjoy who you're working with as you're doing your job. And I'm really glad I chose EY because, you know, the teams I've been on so far have been great. And so that's the only advice I can really give is just when you're going through recruiting, just kind of keep in mind who are the people, like who are the companies that you feel like you could be the most yourself with. 110% agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. I just think, honestly, it's really cool that we live in a time where corporate is evolving like quicker than we really think and it's like really just we're so privileged to be able to like have like a work-life balance because I feel like 20-30 years ago it's just like huge disconnect from your personal life and your work life and it's like there's no mixing of the two but I don't know maybe it's because we're young and we're entering our first job but I just like notice like there are definitely companies that will accommodate, if not more to your personal life and will give you opportunities to do things you otherwise wouldn't be able to. Like there's very minimal compromise in my eyes, like with my current role and like my career. And so it's a good balance, like that feeling of being productive and obviously being self-sustaining with a job. I think it's important. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Maybe more of like touching on like what you guys have been doing and like transitioning more to projects, especially talking about your current business. How did that idea start and what really prompted you guys to go after clothing and in, in that industry specifically? I was just sitting on the couch one night in September, just chilling. And uh, 
you know, Kaylee was cleaning. I was cleaning. She was cleaning with some bleach and I was wearing my favorite black sweatpants and she just tripped and fell and poured bleach all over my pants. You know what? I decided it looked like a great design. Tiana said it was ruined. So I just poured a little bit more on it. Even more on me. And together we were like, oh my God, we did bleach tie-dye. We just did something. (laughs) But honestly, all jokes aside, that's not exactly what happened. I do agree. We were both laying on the couch. Yes. And we were definitely not cleaning. We were definitely not cleaning. Our apartment says otherwise. (laughs) But But our workspace is very clean. Very clean. Very clean. (laughs) But I think the idea of Kit kind of came around the time in like September where, you know, you're kind of like hitting that lull of the pandemic. You're just starting into your corporate job and we're trying to just kind of figure out what can we do with our free time that we're kind of like stuck at home. And we started to notice like, for example, I think we were buying a lot from small businesses. That was like kind of the new hype of people selling items from Instagram. And that's mm-hmm. definitely something that we saw and we're really interested in. It's like people are taking their creative ability to create the product that people love and enjoy giving them like a little bit of happiness during this little bleak time Mm -hmm. and we kind of wanted to do the same and so took us six months but we (laughs) figured out a name for uh, made to kit um it first started off as okay let's play around with our names kaylee tiana we got a k and a t and a line in the middle to keep us together so kit came about but then we have sweat kits And so that also related to our name as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And KIT, of course, stands for Keep in Touch. I think during this time, it's been really hard to figure out how we can just like uniquely talk to people without it just like constantly being like over Zoom or Mm -hmm. like on the phone. It's like, what can we, what kind of item can we do to remind people of those experiences that we had before? Yeah. We wanted to create like not just a product, but like more so a brand where people felt like, okay, like this is a brand that I really like resonate with where I know if I send one of these like kits to one of my friends, like they're going to be getting something homemade. They're going to be getting something with a like handwritten card. Like we just wanted the whole entire brand to encompass our like ultimate message was to keep in touch, right? Like during this pandemic. And made to kit came about because all of our products are made to order. Which means that we care a lot about sustainability. We know like the clothing business right now is not the most um, sustainable Mm -hmm. and we don't want to be a part of that. So any order that comes in, it's not like we have all of this like laying around like inventory. We want to do whatever we can to sell as much as possible. And we're always thinking of creative ways to do that as well. Yeah. So that's kind of how it came to be and what it is currently. And we're so excited to continue growing it and building it. That's awesome. It, shame on me for not like brushing up on the story and looking at your website into detail. But uh, a lot of that stuff I uh, may not have known prior to that. I, I think that's amazing. And like, honestly, like at a time like right now, I think it was just like moving. I think to be able to see, you know, something that you're passionate about and like taking advantage of the time that we have at home to pursue that passion. And like, hence why I'm doing this podcast. Like, there is no monetary reason. I'm I'm broke. 
I'm losing money money for this podcast. Yeah, I I like that a lot. And that's a really, really great story. And I'm curious just to just to like go off of that. Have you guys been reached like have different people on Instagram or different like influencers like reached out to you guys yet? Or have you had any like cool or maybe you can't even announce anything yet, but like maybe I don't know. Has anything in the pipeline that's interesting? Well, you know, today we got a DM from an account asking us to buy our followers. So I don't know if that counts. (laughs) (laughs) How do you buy followers? Uh, It'll be $10 for 10,000 followers. So if you all of a sudden see a surge, that's definitely all organic. Yes, 126 to (laughs) 10,000. But no, we haven't really had any influencers reach out to us per se. You know, I think we're still a small company. We're Learning the ropes here, we did our first Instagram like marketing campaign uh, with our first launch. So that was like really interesting to like learn from and see all the analytics. Yeah, there's no telling really where we plan on taking the brand in terms of like who we're going to reach out to. I think we're just learning as we go. Absolutely. I was just curious because I feel like the first few months is just like when you gain the most traction. But and then again, like I'm not investing in marketing, so maybe I should. And like, maybe I should get uh, some more ads on Instagram. I still don't know how to utilize Instagram. Changes too frequently for me to even know how to use it. One day the shop button is in the middle and like the next day it's gone. I don't know where it went. First world problems. (laughs) I think we were definitely um, at a point banned from doing advertising for a little bit on Instagram. And that was in our beginning stages. And I was like, it's over. It's done without <laughs> advertising. We are not a business. <laughs> My job as CMO over. Gone. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> I guess like I'm curious, like I feel like everyone has a certain like amount of time and like energy in a day, obviously. And we're working like at least nine to five. Not I don't know about you, but like nine to twelve apparently for Tiata. Mm-hmm. But for those listening, like who are interested in like maybe pursuing their own passion projects or thinking about starting something up, like what kind of like tips or advice or I guess takeaways have you guys gotten since like starting this process, especially since it's been a recent, you know, business you guys have started up? Yeah. I think the number one tip I can give is don't start a new business during busy season. You know, we definitely made it work. I think Kaylee really was super patient with my work hours when I'd literally get off at 12 and then we'd work on kit until like 2 or 3 a.m. like dying and like packaging and like re-dying stuff. I think obviously like time management is very important. It's like important to put time aside for yourself as well. But then also I think Kaylee and I always make sure to dedicate at least, even if it's like 30 minutes to an hour every night to even just talk about what we plan on doing next, even if it's like just dying a couple items every day to make sure that we're not behind. But yeah, time management for sure. Yeah. And I also think energy management is just as important in finding your right, like that passion project, that kind of in my opinion, like even if those long hours are there, it was that excitement of getting to create a product, getting to hear our customers be excited about our new products, getting those like text messages of people just being like, oh my God, I'm wearing the kit. I just got it in the mail. Like that's what makes it worth it in kind of the end. So that's why I think like find something that makes 
both sides happy. Like Mm -hmm. you are bringing just as much joy to yourself as you are to other people. And I also think investing in a great partner as well. I think Tiana and I work very like yin and yang to each other. And when I'm having a freak out, Tiana has a way of calming me down and vice versa. And so I think with that kind of balance, we've found a way to make this business work even with a career from our nine to five. Yeah. Like even seeing you wear your kit right now, Brian, brings me like, I'm like so happy when you like popped up and I was like, oh my God, he's wearing his kit. What if I wasn't? What would you say? Like, where is it at? Where where are are you you at? (laughs) It's in the washer, I swear. (laughs) No, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I think especially like right now when it feels like I feel like more disconnected because of, you know, obviously the pandemic still, I think it's really healthy to have like that support and that, you know, to bounce off ideas because like sometimes I'll go through some like rougher weeks and not be as like creative or not be as motivated. And so I I, I think, you know, really, really great tips. And like, I wish I like maybe did like one of those like podcasts where it's like two people like talking or like me getting interviewed, you know? <laughs> Because I can't get enough of it. If you ever need an interviewer, Brian, just hit us up. Yeah. I will. Yeah, we'll have (laughs) follow-ups. This will be continuing now. (laughs) The new co-host, actually. This is actually Um, the introduction (laughs) to uh, Brian's new co-host. Surprise. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And I guess just to jump back, you, you you guys had mentioned about the bleach and the creation of your tie-dye amazing products, but why specifically like tie-dye and like why specifically the wear, I guess, like the more, I mean, I guess the casual wear makes sense because we're stuck at home all the time, but like, I guess, talk to me about like, w- like where this specific product idea came to fruition. Like, I, I guess, elaborate on your previous point. I think as Kaylee said, like, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, we saw like a lot of small businesses start to sell their own products. And, you know, obviously loungewear was a very popular item during uh, quarantine. Um, And we saw a lot of tie-dye sets being sold for like really ridiculous prices. I think like over $100 for like just the top, right? And we're kind of like, that seems very overpriced. Like, I feel like we can definitely do something similar if not better for like a much more reasonable price so we definitely saw like that entrance opportunity like into the tie-dye loungewear market and I feel like tie-dye is something that we thought would be easy to learn we have since learned that you know it takes a lot of practice and I'm happy to see now I think we've uh, somewhat perfected our methods Mm -hmm. almost another advice side note when doing a small business choose something that you are already good at yes <laughs> yeah. we just decided to uh, get good at it while we were doing it yeah because you know <laughs> trial and error yeah. lots of error but we're good now good. <laughs> i know it's about it's, it's about the it's not about the end destination it's about the journey guys it's about yeah. the journey yes yeah. the journey of learning be where i am without all of the botched kits that we had to go through they're not botched they're just um unique you know i was gonna say i'm wearing one right now they're, that's not customers only get perfect ones. Yes. <laughs> these are all perfect i was gonna say they're all creative and unique so like none of them are botched obviously you're right no that's kaylee write that down for the marketing oh, material right. okay okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like art can be interpreted however you want it to be you know like i love that okay. i love that can we put that yep. on the campaign is that gonna be a new concept wow did brian just give us a new abstract art for oh our next God. drop cut, cut <laughs> in the check cut in the check right now <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah 
speaking of like the fashion industry like i'm like curious was there like any influence from like being in like sf because i feel like that's a pretty big hub for fashion obviously la is like huge but i feel like a lot of like there's a mix of people coming from all different places of the world like coming to sf and like i don't know what your thoughts are on just like the fashion trends going on and how like you guys are thinking about integrating in the future or if you guys are thinking just for now like loungewear and yeah i think um sf actually i feel like is huge on athleisure i think whenever i walk out the door people are just in their most comfortable clothes or they're running and making you realize that you are unfit um Mm -hmm. to be in the sf area but (laughs) i think going along those facts i think um, another hobby i think tiana and i've gotten into is like thrifting whether that's like with online thrifting or um going to our like nearest like thrift store as well and seeing like what fashion trends are there. I think Y2K is a huge one that is coming up and about. People love recycling old fashion trends. And I think tie-dye is kind of a part of that too. I think tie-dye was huge in the 70s and mm-hmm. now it's kind of making its comeback. And so we kind of see that as well, like with flare pants, we see that with- That was a hint, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) at like more neon colors. So we're definitely always learning. I think fashion trends move just as fast as we got to keep up as well. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why it's important for Kit to always be coming out with new concepts Mm -hmm. just to keep our audience kind of wearing new things. But at the same time, I think it gives us- abilities to be creative about like what we drop and so that we're always either ahead of the curve or with the curve on these fashion trends yeah and we definitely take a lot of inspiration from like gen z like tiktok i feel like that's like definitely a big inspiration for us like baggy loose looser clothes like streetwear hint hint stuff like that do you guys have any specific like celebrities or like people you're following i don't know or is it just more sort of like what you see on tiktok what we see on TikTok. Yeah, gotcha. very big on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I still don't know how to do, what is that called? The Renegade or something? Or the <laughs> first one? Oh, uh, Renegade. <laughs> yeah, Renegade. I refuse to open that app more than once a month. Because like once you open it, you're just sucked um, in. Probably smart. Yeah, That's for the best, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Intellectuals like me are on Clubhouse. <laughs> like, no, oh, okay. Okay. okay, I don't use Clubhouse either. <laughs> I just think like so much going on. Yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. Speaking of like the marketing campaign, like is that like you're referring to like what you've been doing on Instagram, right? With the colors and yeah. yeah. So we really want to make our business very focused on our customers. And so tailoring what we create based off like what our customers are interested, I think that's the best way of like engaging and kind of just being like making our customers feel like they're a part of our company is that you had a choice in what color we come out next with. It makes them feel like, oh my God, like I picked that in the poll and there it is online. I think that's a really cool feeling. And I think that's a feeling I get from other businesses when they give me that choice as well. What makes small business so unique is their connection to their customers. And so we're just really trying to emphasize that. And I think with the marketing campaigns, I am trying to just take all of my marketing knowledge that I've learned in college and, you know, just (laughs) try my best to make things fun. And I, again, I think 
this was a creative outlet for us. Um, I sometimes like maybe our corporate job isn't the most like creative stimulation, but this definitely gives like a good break. And mm-hmm. for us to just like come together, discuss these concepts and drops that are unique that we don't really see in that market much either. I think people just kind of put out things without much thought or much intention behind it. And we want to make sure that anything that we do with our business is super intentional. Yeah. I'm speechless. That's yeah, that that's like really cool because like I agree with you on that comment about being like creative, like or having a creative outlet. I think it's extremely tough in a corporate environment. Hence why, yeah, I mean we're doing what we're doing right now. But I love that. I think it's challenging, but it's really rewarding. And I'm really excited just to be a part of the journey. And like I'm definitely excited to see what merch drops next. Are you guys gonna be able to give us like a sneak peek or idea of what's coming or hints? You know, we definitely gave a couple of hints throughout this um, podcast, but I didn't uh, catch on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just um, now up to the viewers to piece it all together. Yes. There will be a prize at the end if you can. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, and that prize is uh, our special code just for Brian's listeners. So. For our next drop, which will actually be this upcoming Friday, it's not our official drop, but it's just a little Mother's Day sale that we'll have going on. So use code BRB10 for 10% off. But I think Kaylee can also give a little bit more information about our next drop as well. Yeah, so I'm super excited about our next drop, which hopefully will launch by the beginning of May. And it's basically a homage to all the streets we've ever lived on. And so our drop is called Homesick. And each product is named after, we have one that's named after both of our childhood homes. We have one that's named after the street we lived on for our dorm our freshman year, mm-hmm. um, our first apartment that we moved into, and yep. then our first new apartment that we moved to in San Francisco. And I think it's a experience that a lot of people can relate to in these different phases of life. Mm-hmm. And the people that we end up living together, creating a home with, are all kind of people who have impacted us in some way. Mm-hmm. And so we've shared those experiences with the people we've lived with thus far. And so we are super excited to have some flare pants coming at you some flare sweatpants coming at you with pockets with you pockets. guys been asking you've asked for pockets so we have you know talked to our supplier and we're like they really like pockets <laughs> um we also have uh, a kit coming out called uh six street so you know just Ooh. let your imagination run wild on that one definitely lived spicy for our two years after 21 um years in college <laughs> um so we definitely wanted to pay our respects to our lovely Sixth Street. <laughs> definitely. You guys are going to have to come visit as soon as like everything's normal and we're all vaccinated. Yeah, we're literally going to wear our Sixth Street kits on Sixth Street. Oh, it's appropriate. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to use my imagination right now. I'm like, I'm thinking sweats for some reason, but that doesn't so sound right. Because it's called Homesick, we definitely want to incorporate the trend of street style. I definitely think because, um, yeah, loungewear is very in, but how can you kind of take it into that next phase that we're entering, which is like, we're getting a little bit back to normalcy of like wearing your loungewear out, which kind of relates to streetwear. And so we will definitely have much more of a street look to this with street signs and everything. So um, that's the whole aesthetic of it. So I can't wait for you all to see it. We're really excited. We're creating it night by night. Literally came up with the name this past Monday. Mm-hmm. So got some good timing. A little pressure because we're like, we're going to be on podcast. We should probably know 
what our next <laughs> drop is going to be. <laughs> I hope I didn't like pressure you guys too hard, but no, that's that's awesome. Thanks for sharing and <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> <And> pressure. <laughs> thrive under pressure. Super sentimental too when you guys are talking about the streets and everything. And then I remembered Speedway. Yeah, I mean, you guys are making me tear up. That's <laughs> get the, the emotions over here. What makes you feel most nostalgic if we named it Speedway or if we named it 22nd and a half? Mm. Or 21st. 21st, sorry. <laughs> MLK Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else that you guys want to like tell us about for Made the Kit? Yeah. I think uh, one last thing is, you know, Kaylee and I, obviously, we you know, work very hard on a made to kit, but we're definitely not alone. Um, We definitely wouldn't have been able to give out the first launch without all of our friends' help. And, you know, especially during quarantine where we can't really meet too many people. I think the people surrounding us are like very important. And luckily we have like really great roommates. Shout out to Vivam Photography for doing all our photo shoots and always just being so willing to kind of go with what we want and also offering like her own unique ideas for our launches as well. And then, you know, for our models, it's not just me and Kaylee in the photos. It's also, you know, our friend Vilana, my boyfriend Pranav, like they've all come together to like rally for us and we really appreciate them. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, it's just cute. Like, honestly, for those listening, like, please just at least like check out the Instagram page and like see the pictures because they're just like, they're great. And they like really, really sell the clothes and like, and they really are comfortable. Like, I, I just think it's a really great product. And just like the, the story behind it all, like makes me want to like continue supporting you guys, like for real, like it's, it's really cool. And I'm just really glad I know you guys and I'm like a part of this. But yeah, I really appreciate you guys for like coming on the show and just like telling us about your story. And for our listeners, is Instagram like the best platform to reach you guys? Or I guess maybe your website, what would you say is like the best platform? Yeah, so I definitely would check us out on Instagram at made to kit Super simple. Our website right now, if you go to madetokit.com, you can put in your email to get notified of any drop upcoming drops that we have or any news that we have as well. And yeah, I think those are our main two platforms. Missing anything? But I just want to give a huge shout out for Brian for letting us be on your podcast and kind of being able to tell our story. I definitely think when you talked about doing a little bit of research, I think this is kind of the first time we were able to kind of outline our entire story out loud. And I think our website kind of just gets a little bit of snippets, but it's definitely nice to just like voice it. And we just want to give a shout out to all of our customers. Like this business would not exist. We would not have a second drop if you weren't so excited to try our products, wear them, share them with your friends, give Mm -hmm. them as gifts to your friends (laughs) and kind of spread the news around. And really want to thank our like friends and family for constantly supporting us as well. Yeah. Even just like voting on our polls on Instagram is like that's already enough support. Like yeah, for that us. gives us a new idea of like what y'all are interested in mm-hmm. for the next drop, and it again energizes us even more to want to create the perfect product for y'all. Mm-hmm. So awesome! Well, thanks again, and thanks again for everyone listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and best regards, Brian and Kaylee and Tiana. 